Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, fan-sided, daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. Can't complain. I know it's been a while. Uh, I think it's been since <laughs> WrestleMania. Again, that's my fault. My schedule uh, tends to be crazy um, at this time of year. But uh, you can find my man, Graham Matthews, uh, always on Twitter at WrestleRants. Again, from Bleacher Report and fan-sided Daily DVT. Go ahead. Check out the articles online. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. The podcast can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also now on Amazon Music. Also, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support to the program. So, Graham Matthews, we are taping this on Thursday, May 11th. Um, we have backlash over the weekend. I did get a chance to check it out. A really, a really good, interesting um, premium live event. It's what they call it nowadays. Uh, yep. You know what I'm saying? Juan Puerto Rico, backlash, got a whole Bad Bunny vibe and uh, a great main event between Cody and, and Brock Lesnar. Um, getting the, the Latino involvement was, you know, Zelina Vega and Damian Priest and the return of uh, Carlito and Savio Vega, which is a big, a big, um, nice thing to see. Uh, before we continue, what was your overall um, review of Backlash? I thought it was a great show, honestly. I thought it was one of the best um, pay-per-views they've done, if not recently. I mean, if not in recent years, then definitely this year. I mean, that's also saying something to Triple H. For as many positives and negatives as as there has been during the Triple H era of WWE since he took over creative and say what you'll about Vince potentially being back, which is also something that happened since the last time that we spoke. Uh, We haven't heard a lot about that lately. But on the pay-per-view front, the premium live event front, as they call it, He's had a consistent string of great shows. Like there hasn't been a bad pay-per-view so far in a Triple H. Some are better than others, um, mm-hmm. but some really strong ones as well. Certainly better than the Vince era that came before it. Not to say Vince had any, some, any no bad show or no great shows. I mean, he had a lot of good ones, but I mean, you got to Clash of the Castle, for example. I mean, SummerSlam was technically the first Triple H pay-per-view, but that was like a week after he took over. Less than that, actually. That uh, less than that, actually. But Clash of the Castle, excellent show. Extreme Rules in Philly, very good show. Survivor Series, Crown Jewel, good shows. Rumble, great show. Chamber, excellent show. Mania overall, one of the best manias in years. And now we have Backlash, typically a B pay-per-view in a market they haven't been at in in close to two decades. Mm -hmm. And they're one of the best crowds they've had in the U.S. in the last couple of decades. I mean, I can't think of many other environments that were as electric as that one, aside from maybe... Money in the Bank in 2011. I mean, obviously, there's been some other ones, but, you know, post-WrestleMania crowds and no longer, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, that really comes to mind. It was a great show. Just seven matches that I don't think would have been as good without that electric atmosphere in Puerto Rico. I think that really made a big difference. That was the best part of the show mm-hmm. was the energy from the audience. Um, but overall, just a really good show with some great matches. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest stealing the show. Yeah. Fantastic match. I like the main event. The six-man tag team match was good. Rhea and Zelina was a solid match. Really good opener between Bianca Belair and EO Sky for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I think the triple threat match for the United States Championship was also really good. There might have been one other match. Um, those were the main ones. Uh, but yeah, overall, just a really fun show. A great atmosphere, and it makes me excited for the upcoming shows coming up in Saudi Arabia, which, you know, 
Saudi Arabia is Saudi Arabia, but the last couple of Saudi shows have not been bad. So I'm looking forward to Night of Champions, the culmination of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament coming up later this month, and then Money in the Bank in London coming up in early July. So a lot to look forward to right now for both companies, but specifically yeah. WWE, which is what we're talking about right now. So a lot to unpack there. Um, you know, me watching Backlash, you know, being in, in, in San Juan and seeing, the, like I mentioned, the Latino re representation was, was, was really big to me. You know, I, I'm, I'm yep. Latino, so... Um, so, you know, we listen. We had the podcast two months ago when we had Rosenberg on, and then we were mentioning about the impact that Mike Tyson had in in in, in the nineties coming to wrestling. Who would who was the the guy now from a celebrity standpoint that could make that same impact or just damn near it? And he he, he did mention Bad Bunny was a guy that can come in, and he's the biggest fucking music star in the world. And again, I know it's in Puerto Rico, but when you hear when you hear that crowd. And it's like he's coming out to his own music, his, his yeah. own music, uh, obviously. And then it's like that pop that before the air. You told me that that was like a stone cold '90s pop. And it's mm -hmm. like holy shit, the guy is not even a wrestler. <laughs> so he, I mean, he's he's been doing good in the times that he's performed. And it's like holy shit, like the whole crowd singing the song and just really behind him. Obviously, Damian Priest is, is Boricua as well. So you're seeing that whole kind of clash coming together and um and obviously they were they were tag team partners at what two wrestlemanias ago yeah um but i that was that was dope man um what more involvement they're gonna have bad bunny and i don't know many people on social media was like oh we gotta have a bad bunny and logan paul match i was like mm, okay maybe <laughs> maybe that's down the road but um i guess they're just foreshadowing stuff but i you mentioned a, a b on, on paper a b level of pay-per-view backlash um was was really good i i i assume it, it didn't seem it seemed more like a triple h dna kind of hands-on event not more so yeah. like a vince involvement um, like a takeover-esque show honestly yeah. as far as how it felt yeah exactly um the main event we had cody and brock and um you know brock gets busted open and cody wins um and now they're continuing that story up to the clash of champions. Uh, we had the World Heavyweight Championship tournament uh, began on Monday on Raw. Brock made Cody lose, which we all kind of expected to a degree because they, they want to continue that story. And now that now they go to tonight of champions, and now Seth Rollins is now in the finals of the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. Before I continue, then I get your opinion on this. What is your overall opinion? opinion on just having a world heavyweight championship involved social media was like i get roman's got two belts and you got to create something for for the raw side and it's like you know why even do that you put yourself in the corner um what's your take of, of bringing back the world heavyweight championship i'll give you the condensed version because i can I, i'm still not heated about it but i still mm -hmm. have a lot of thoughts but i'll give you the abbreviated version in that in the spark notes I think it's a good idea to have two world titles, personally. I don't disagree with anyone strongly that feels that we should have one world champion. I can see it both ways. <clears throat> I'm sure we've talked about it before. Obviously, we had one world championship 25 years ago. We had one world championship recently for a year. But even before that, they had one world championship when they merged the original World Heavyweight Championship, or the WWE one anyway, um, with the WWE one 10 years ago. That was, uh, the, we had a... One world title from 2013 to 2016 when they brought back the brand split. Yeah, I don't know how seriously they're going to take this brand split if they do take it seriously, which they never do. <laughs> I feel that you need two world champions. Yeah, if 
you're not, regardless of whether they do or not, I don't think, and as much as I've loved the Roman Reigns title reign, the Roman Reigns bloodline era and the storytelling there, my big thing is that I don't think I'd have as big of an issue with Roman Reigns being a singular champion if he was around more. The problem is he's not. He's showing back up on SmackDown tomorrow night as we speak right now for the first time since the night after WrestleMania night two. That was five, six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's earned the contract that he's had where he shows up once in a while, works the bigger shows. It sounds like he's working out of champions, which he should. I mean, it marks a thousand days to the day from when he won that universal championship. I mean, it'd be pretty dumb if he wasn't on that show. Um, It sounds like he's working that money in the bank, likely SummerSlam, I would assume, obviously, which is great. Those are the next three big pay-per-views, the three next pay-per-views in general, period. Um, I just don't think you can't, you, you can't have a part-time one world champion. Cody Rhodes, I will say this till the day I die. My thoughts on this have not changed in the last month plus, and now we haven't spoken since then. I feel a Cody Rhodes should have won at WrestleMania. I said that before, and I'm saying that now. You could have still made the World Heavyweight Championship if Cody Rhodes was champion. I know people didn't love the idea of Cody Rhodes just going out the night after WrestleMania and giving up the WWE title or giving up the Universal title, and then they have they split the championships back up. I'm all for two titles and one of them not being the Universal Championship because I know one of them, I know that's the championship that Roman has held for the last three years. Yeah. But the Universal title itself, the name sucks and the belt sucks. Having a World Heavyweight Championship and not a big gold, I like the name better. The belt design is far better. It's not the generic WWE-looking title. I'm all for that. Um, I I just feel like when you have Roman Reigns not show up to work, and they kind of made a comment about that saying that, oh, we need a second world title because Roman Reigns isn't here. Well, in in storyline, that's your own fucking fault for not booking him <laughs> to defend the title. It's not Roman Reigns' fault. Right. Or just strip him of the championship, uh, which they shouldn't do anyway. But I just feel like this title... As nice as it is for Raw to have its own world champion going forward, it feels like the consolation prize. That's been the general consensus, and I completely agree with that. Where I'm glad Rollins is winning it. Cody winning it would be, and I love Cody. I just feel like Cody's story is with the WWE Universal title. Um, He should not win the World Heavyweight Championship. It just sends the message, hey, you can't beat the big boys in Roman Reigns, so you're going to take this little toy belt. Rollins never failed to beat Roman. He actually did beat Roman by DQ and never got his rematch. So him winning the title makes sense, but... In a nutshell, I'll wrap it up here because, again, I can go on forever. I'm not a fan of them doing this the way that they did it. I just feel like Roman could have lost, and you still could have done this. Roman retaining kind of fucks everything up. Cody Rhodes should have won at WrestleMania. He'll likely win it again at some point or win it for the first time either at SummerSlam, Mania. I just think to wait any longer past Mm -hmm. the peak of the Bloodline storyline was a mistake. I mean, listen... I, I agree with you with the fact that I was never a fan of the Universal title. Um, the name is just cool, but I just never – not, not, now I feel like you have three world titles. You do, technically. And I think, like, if you were going to have two, you have the main belt that's been here since day fucking one, and you have the World Heavyweight Championship. The Universal title could have been dropped a long time ago, but now what do you do with – with, with with all that, like, listen, <laughs> Roman Reigns walking into WrestleMania 40 as champion is still fucking like a high percentage of him doing that. No, a thousand percent, yeah. And it's still the, a high percentage that Cody Rhodes can be the, the, the opponent for Roman Reigns again. And it's like, I don't see Cody walking in as world heavyweight champion. I think what's going to happen is they, they'll go at it again at, at, at 40. Seth Rollins could be the world heavyweight champion by the time next month comes around. I think he's a guy 
that they're going to want to put the belt on him. As of right now, it'll be up to him or who's on the SmackDown side that'll fight for that. I mean, they won't win it, but SmackDown just got in the draft. Bobby Lashley and AJ okay. Styles. I feel like those are two opponents that will face and should face Roman at some point in the next. I mean, I think I think he's losing it at WrestleMania. I really want Cody to win Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. bring it to SmackDown, cash it in ahead of time at SummerSlam, announce it ahead of time. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, he might win the Rumble again. I don't know how you get there. But yeah. as long as we get Roman and Bobby and Roman and AJ in the meantime, I feel like that's perfectly fine with me. Yeah, and the fact that now, if you're creating a world title for the Raw side, while <laughs> while we having SmackDown people involved, when you just kind of like, all right, you're giving the indication that Raw needs a world title. You're having SmackDown guys go to, to for this tournament. You already know whoever wins the Raw side is going to win the fucking world title. So yeah, so Seth Rollins, I think, congrats uh, ahead of time. Essentially, you know, yeah. Whatever which I mean, I like I like the new belt. It's different. You add in the old with the new. I, I, I kind of get that. Um, but yeah, I, I just I again I see on social media it, it, it's the constellation prize. But I really hope they don't treat it like that. I think there was the lineage when they brought it back in 02, when they when Bischoff gave it to, to Hunter, it was like, oh shit, like you know what? I, I at one point in time that was like like this with the main belt, if not treated a little bit more like a world champion. Yeah, because it was on Raw at that point. Yeah. I mean, it was on Raw after that as well. But yeah, when they started it and just gave it to Triple H. I mean, the tournament they're doing is silly involving SmackDown people. But at the very least, they're not just out there giving it to Rollins or whoever, which is exactly what Bischoff did with Triple H 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but Triple H, for as boring in many people's eyes as that reign of terror was from 02 to 05, he had a lot of high-profile matches, some really good matches as well, most notably with Shawn Michaels, and he was treated like the guy. I mean, there there is no doubt in my mind, looking back now, and I wasn't watching back then, but when you look at who the champions were yeah. and how those champions were treated, when like Angle and Kirk, Angle and, and Lesnar were fighting for the WWE title in 03 and that championship headline WrestleMania, yeah, the championships were even. But when you get into 04, 05 early on, I mean, that was when the WWE title ended up on Raw, but specifically 0405, the World Heavyweight Championship was more important. I mean, the World Heavyweight title was defended in the main event of WrestleMania. I know Benoit was champion, and they didn't really treat him like the guy. Mm-hmm. But Triple H made that championship. For however people criticize that reign, he was the champion. 04 had fucking JBL. And, I, you know, JBL was a good heel champion, but he was booked like, you know, a cowardly chicken shit heel champion. He didn't feel nearly as important as Triple H. Triple H, if they went one-on-one at that point, would have mopped the fucking floor with JBL. Um, and then when they put the WWE title on Raw, that became the center focus again. The World WWE mm. Championship was never as important again. Um, I agree. I, I hope they put him on the same playing field. They've always kind of preferred or uh, favored one championship over the other as far yeah. back. I mean, this is it's, it's always been the case. Like you said, dating back to 02, when they started for the first time ever having two world championships, mm-hmm. very rarely are they on the same playing field. And they're not, even right now. Even when Rollins wins it, they will not be in the same playing field until Roman loses. And that might not be until Mania, which I just think is ridiculous. to have another... I, I, again, I've loved the Roman reign. He's had great matches, great storylines. But you're dragging it on to a point where he's not going to be at the B-level pay-per-views beyond SummerSlam. He won't really be on SmackDown. So the people like AJ, like Bobby, like Edge, like Austin Theory, like whoever else ended up on SmackDown, Karrion Cross, LA Knight, have nothing to fight for. 
And it makes that show a lot less consequential than Raw, which does have a world championship to fight for. So yeah. they got to fix that for sure. They have to make the championships equally important. I agree. I mean, listen, there was that point where I agree with you in the 03, 04, 05, in that World Heavyweight Championship scene, it was Triple H, it was Shawn Michaels, it was fucking uh, Rey Mysterio had the belt, Kurt Angle, Batista, Undertaker, Edge. It was like, yo. But I think what made the WWE Championship kind of surpass that, I think, was when John Cena had the, the spinner belt. I agree yeah. with, with with JBL. You know, I never liked that belt JBL had. Never. The one that Brock Lesnar had and JBL. Yeah, the undisputed one. Never yeah. fucking liked that belt. Now, I'm not saying, like, I prefer the spinner belt more to, to, to that belt. But once John Cena became champion, he's on Raw. It was like, all right, either we dead even. And now Cena's belt is more prominent than the World Heavyweight Championship. But I think it just, you know, one, I give them props to, to bring it back. Two, it makes Raw a little more important. Uh, I think as time has been going by, SmackDown seems to be like more of the A show because of Roman, the bloodline, and what they got going on. So you got to have the importance going on on Raw. And if, if Seth Rollins is the guy that's going to be the prominent guy to lead Raw into that into that stratosphere, then fuck it, let's go ahead. Now, how long is, does he become champion? Like, What, what kind of opponents is he going to have? It'll be you know be remained to, uh, to be seen, but uh, I still think Roman's going to walk into WrestleMania as champion. Now, could he? Could he leave? I mean, SummerSlam. That's still that's still an option. It just got yeah, to you just got to yeah. see who's going to be the guy. That if you got Cody on Raw and you got Roman on SmackDown, how is Cody going to go get to Roman by SummerSlam? I, I don't fucking know. That's why I'm saying Roman's going to be champ to WrestleMania 40. Dude, he could survive WrestleMania 40. I mean, I said That's it this right. time last right. year. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure I said it to you, but like coming out of Clash, I, I even said everyone was like, oh, he's losing at a WrestleMania. I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, listen, I was predicting it too. I thought he wouldn't. I thought it'd be dumb if he didn't. And then he didn't. Um, He didn't lose the championship. Yeah. I said at that point, and I'm sure I even said it before, there is a chance that he could retain. People are like, there's no chance he retains three years in a row. I didn't think there would be either. But as more as time went on, I'm thinking they really want Roman to fucking make history here. And yeah. he had the problem is with me is that he has made history. Like he's made enough history. Now it's coming at the expense of the rest of the roster, especially when he's not fucking active. If he was active every week, I'd have a different spin mm-hmm. on this. But he's not active and he's not breaking the all time reign. Now, I know he's not breaking the individual reign, so to speak. For example, he hasn't held the WWE title. If we're being specific here, he hasn't held the WWE title for a thousand days. It's the Universal Championship. He's already, he's been the longest reigning Universal Champion for like a year and a half now, and that'll never change. Um, he's the longest reigning World Champion they've had, um, but not the WWE Champion. And even if they merge the two titles that they have now, it still mm-hmm. won't carry. I mean, unless they ditch the WWE title lineage, which would be ridiculously dumb of over yeah. 60 years. That'd be so stupid. Um, I don't think they would do that, I hope. But yeah, even still, he's not... The all-time longest world championship record is fucking eight years except for Sam Martino. He's not breaking <laughs> that. I mean, I know we can joke like he can hold it till 2028. <laughs> That's not happening. Could he hold it till next year? Yeah, he could. I mean, he yeah. will hold it till next year. Could he hold it till next September when he breaks Hogan's other record? Yeah, he could. Could he hold it till 2025? It's possible. I mean, I don't know how much history they want to make here. The mm. problem is that he's, what, chasing five... Four, he's never going to make one. 
So I don't really understand what the difference between now, like, okay, he's fifth on the list and he's fourth on the list. Who gives a shit? They're chasing a thousand days here. Is that a cute little number for them to put on t-shirts? Yeah, I don't think, that being said, it's worth beating Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I thought that was very fucking dumb. Cody didn't suffer from it, thankfully. He's still very over, obviously. But I just feel like the time, if they do the rematch at SummerSlam, and, and I'm sure it'll be a great reaction, I was there in Mania. I could tell you, dude, everyone was ready for it, or at least most people were, enough yeah. people, to where it would have been a special moment, and it won't, to me, and I said this before Mania, feel as special, and it could be wrong, as if when he wins it at SummerSlam, I just feel like it'll be like, oh, cool, like Cody won, as opposed to what Mania was like, holy shit, he finally ended the reign. There's a completely different type of reaction there. I want to get your input, uh, again, because I see Twitter, I see people go back and forth on Raw, SmackDown, whatever. Um, the Bloodline storyline. I know, you know, Hunter says, you know, we got to continue the story. And I, I, you mentioned Roman hasn't been on TV since the day after WrestleMania. Uh, but you're seeing a little tension with Solo and Jey Uso and, and stuff like that. They, they, can't get, they can't get the tag titles back from Sammy and KO. Are you one on the fence of... Okay, now this this bloodline storyline is getting a little, eh, or like, are you more intrigued the fact that there's now there's, there's there's an inner dissension amongst the bloodline? Um, I do feel like for now the storyline felt like it peaked at Mania mm -hmm. when the Usos lost after a year and a half, two years, whatever it was. Um, that was amazing. I just feel like. You could have had all the Bloodline members lose at Mania, and it would have been completely fine. You're not blowing your load of the storyline, and it's all over. They could have spaced it out. I don't feel that way. I feel like you could have had Roman lose, and it would have made sense. Yeah. And you can still tell the story with the Usos. The story they're telling now, I mean, the Usos, they won again at that. I mean, it's just solos in like every fucking main event. I know they want to put heat on these people, but like, again, it's coming at the expense of other people. Like Matt Riddle's lost now, what, two or three times? He looks like a fucking loser. Any momentum he had upon coming back. I know not a lot of people care about Riddle. I get it for a variety of reasons. The guy had momentum, and not that he doesn't now, and he won't be over when he comes back on Raw in a couple of weeks, but he, he lost three times to these people. Like they can't, they can't beat, not saying he should beat solo, but I don't know. I, I just, I, I guess we'll see where they're going with it tomorrow. Uh, I am intrigued to see where they go, but I feel like, again, it peaked at Mania because I'm not really sure where else they can go with it. And I know we've said it before, like, Jay and Roman is kind of like an angle. I want that. To, that doesn't have to be over the title. That's the problem. I don't think that's a championship program because Jay is not fucking winning, and I don't, I don't think he should either. Solo shouldn't also. I've, I've seen that brought up as well. People have brought, asked me about that. Should Solo be the one to be Roman Reigns? Fuck no. I mean, I like Solo's a go, but he's not remotely ready for that. That mm -hmm. would be stupid as well. Um, they've already made a star out of him. Like they need to focus on other people. This is why no one feels special because they've all lost to Roman and that's about it. You talk about who can face Rollins. I mean, how many exciting opponents does he have? They all feel like second, uh, second fiddle to Roman Reigns. So I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where I really feel like the story I'm intrigued by it. I'm just not as intrigued as they was. And maybe it picks up again. I thought the same thing after Mania last year. And then they added Sami Zayn and got an amazing one year storyline out of it. Maybe there's something coming that we're not thinking of or that we're not expecting. For now, though, I'm kind of just ready for this shit to be over with. <laughs> let's say, let's say, uh, SummerSlam. <laughs> At least, right? I, I don't know. We'll see. I know you might get Solo and Jey Uso in a one on one. You never know. Um, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I know. I think last week there was uh, the draft or the just shake up, whatever you want to call it. Um. Do you like the pieces that went over to the opposite brands? And it, 
they always put themselves in, in, in a spot where the Raw Women's Champion goes to SmackDown, and the SmackDown Women's Champion goes to goes to Raw, and it's like, all right, what the fuck you do? Because the last time that happened, you had Becky and Charlotte just kind of like throw the belts on the floor and be like, here, here you go. Like, what do you <laughs> what do you do now? Just have Bria as SmackDown Champion on Raw and Bianca on SmackDown. Like, what the fuck do you do now? Yeah, well, the draft itself. Listen, I'm a mark for the draft. I'm not saying it's the most important thing in the world because they fucking go against it like a week or two later. Anyway, people swap brands without explanation. That happens constantly. Um, I think they did themselves a disservice with the women's titles. I mean, among other things with that. Um, But just overall, Triple H coming out a couple of weeks earlier. And I didn't get overly excited about this part of what he said because I've been watching for not as long as you and other people, but I've been watching long enough to know and people still continue to fall for this, that what they say when, oh, it's going to be game-changing, history-making, it yeah. never fucking is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why people believe, why, why do people get their hopes up or people get so upset, like, oh, this draft was nothing and it wasn't game-changing, then, I mean, no shit. I mean, I know they say that, but I mean, would you, I, I, I'm smart enough at this point to believe and know that, that it's not going to be game-changing. They just say that it's buzzwords to get people excited, to get the casual viewers to tune in. It never yeah. is game-changing. They just move the furniture around a little bit, um, that's fine. I think the people that end up on the respective shows overall, I'm happy with the rosters. I like AJ and Bobby going to SmackDown. I like them. They're not going to win, but I like them as opponents for Roman Reigns at some point. Um, you know, Gunther on raw. He's basically the top heel on raw right now. Love that. The guy's awesome. He's had a great run so far when he drops that intercontinental championship. I mean, he will be wearing that world title at some point. I think we could get Gunther and Brock Lesnar for the World Heavyweight Championship in Mania next year. I think it's a very distinct possibility. Okay. As far as the women's titles goes, it's so fucking dumb. I mean, we've gone years with this shit. They've done it with the tag titles as well. How they haven't already, and it seems like they might go this direction, how they haven't already rebranded the championships is beyond me. I mean, why do we still have red and blue titles? And if you are going to do that shit, which it's lazy and generic and dumb, the, the titles don't really look that good. If you are going to do that, then why have them be eligible for the fucking draft? Because then you end up in a spot where they have to swap the belt. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Specifically because it starts a new reign with that championship. So, like, for example, and I, I say that because I don't think they're going to do it this year. Because if they were, they would have already done it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. They made a big deal about Bianca breaking a record as raw women's champion. They called her the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era, which I guess they don't include NXT or NXT UK. I guess who gives a shit about Oscar and people like that. But I guess yeah. on the main roster, she's the longest reigning women's champion they've had in years. Um, and that's completely fine. But if she were to swap the belt, that would start a new reign in her reign as raw women's champion is over. It's fucking dumb. So I'm hoping again, the fact they've waited this long and I, I could look like an idiot tomorrow on SmackDown. if They swap the belts. But I'm hoping that they've waited this long and we haven't seen anything happen so far is because they're already making new titles or they're, they don't want to go the belt swap route. So they will rename the championships. And if you rename the titles, you have to give them new belts because they're red and blue. You yeah. can't have red and blue titles. It's stupid. Um, currently, they're on the opposite brand, like you said. So call it the fucking women's television champion. It, it doesn't even matter. Anything is better for the most part than Raw and SmackDown women's champion. And the color-coded titles. It's lazy. It never made sense. They didn't do that during the original brand split. We talk about 0304. Back then, for as dumb as the belt looked, you had the Divas Championship and the Mm -hmm. women's title. Yeah. 
um, the Divas whole thing that was stupid, but at least they're two different titles. Tag titles, the World Tag Team titles and the WWE Tag Team titles. What was the difference? There was no difference. But at least aside from the name, though, as far as how they were treated, no difference. But you can have them on separate brands because they weren't tied to one brand. So something I hope they do, but I'm not going to buy hopes up because you never know what this company. Hey, listen, man, I, real quick. I, I Listen, I, I'm damn near 40 years old. I've seen about 30, 35 NBA drafts and NFL drafts. There's there's never been a draft. This is, this is what jumpstart for me. There's never been a draft where you have a selection and you pick three fucking people at one time. <laughs> I'm picking Paul Heyman, Solo, and Roman Reigns as my first pick. I'm like, Okay, that's that. I guess that's that's how we started it off. You couldn't pick Roman first, and then obviously he comes with he comes with Paul Heyman, and then your second pick could have been could have been Solo. Like you can't pick three people at one time. Then it's like, I guess. I mean, they're, know, yeah. It, well, they're factions. I understand what you're saying. I think it's yeah. silly too. It, it's not. It's not the NFL draft. It's not the NBA draft. They treat it. It's so hokey. Yeah. I mean. To take it a, di- a step further here, and I, I brought this up elsewhere before, who the fuck is making these picks? They don't have general managers, dude. They don't have any. Uh, what the USA I mean, at least they, and Fox? Oh my god, that's so fucking dumb. Remember a couple of years ago, they would show the executives backstage, which was so crazy. There's no general manager. Hey, yo, you know what? Bring they need back GMs. Bring back. That's exactly what I'm saying. Bring back. Bring back GMs, or don't yes. do a draft, or don't do a brand split. It <clears throat> makes no fucking sense. And I like Triple H, and his booking overall yeah. hasn't been perfect. But that should, that shit just is stupid. Mm-hmm. Fucking dumb. Yeah, Teddy Long out there making picks, cool, but like he has no power, so it doesn't mean anything. It's just it's dumb. The stable thing. Listen, they didn't break up any teams unnecessarily this year, which shocked me, but that was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. I mean. Going off of that, why weren't the Usos included with the Bloodline? I mean, that would have been five people at once. That would have been ridiculous. But, like, the LWO in his one pick. It was Rey yeah. Mysterio, Escobar, Vega, Del Toro. That's five people, Wild. Yeah. That was five people at once. I don't know, dude. Just It's silly. It's dumb. It never really makes sense. You just have to turn your brain off, I guess, with this shit sometimes. Hey, listen, man. That's like, you know, NBA draft coming up and uh, uh, give me a team. Uh, fucking uh, Detroit Pistons going to uh, the first election. The, the first top five high school players coming out. I want, I want all you right now. Yeah. It's a fucking impossible, bro. It's impossible. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, two things. Um, I know I had it. Trish made a, a, a heel turn. Yes. Um, you like that? One, do you like it? Two, do you like how it's being portrayed so far on on, on television? Yeah, that's a good question because there are two different answers. I like yes. the heel turn. I haven't loved what we've seen so far. Is it? I don't think it's been terrible. I haven't been as as down on it as other people. I actually mm-hmm. didn't mind the promo on Monday, but it certainly was not good. And her first heel promo a couple of weeks earlier was not good. They've been piping in booze. It's it's. I don't really. I can't really tell the difference. Yeah. Most times, I'm just kind of dumb. I could tell the difference on with the Trish stuff. I mean, Trish is not coming out to Dominic level heat. I mean, she's yeah. just not. People either don't care or they like her. They're not really booing her. That attack on Becky wasn't even really that vicious to warrant her getting this heel yeah. heat. I, I and think then Becky she came back. that up. Yeah, and then and then Becky came back on Monday after like what two or three weeks. Like I didn't even know she was even really gone. Um, I don't know. The feud's been fine. I love the idea of the feud. It's another non-title women's feud between two stars. It keeps mm-hmm. Becky busy. I'm not shitting on it completely. I just think what we've seen so far, I don't know if Trish just lost it as a heel or like she's out there calling her dummy head and shit. Like, Oh God. 
I know that's like I don't know. I think that's a her thing. I don't think that's a WWE thing. So mm. I would I would I just I don't know. I I like Trish a lot, but she's she's using her words like again. I don't think that's something they put in a script for her, and maybe it is. I mean, you're not going to be out there calling people bitches every week. I don't think they should do that. But like, surely you can be more creative than coming up with like stupid idiot. Like I know I know Jericho was doing that, but it was like Jericho was doing it as like a joke. Trish is doing it as like to get actual heat, and it's just silly. Like. I don't know. I just so far haven't been impressed. Maybe the match will change my mind, but yeah, you know, it's, I like the idea in theory. Just execution, it hasn't been great. My last question, Graham, before I get you out of here, um, I want to get your take on pretty much, uh, I guess the, the 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 recent Brock Lesnar you've been seeing on television. Uh, he's been he's been doing the job. He's been like putting people over, like Cody and, and Roman Reigns, uh, recently, except Omos, um, <laughs> but. Kind of question where do you think we're on the path where this could be not saying tomorrow, but like we are nearing the end of a Brock Lesnar career or like maybe he's again, he did say over over many weekend it's could be 50 50 whether he wants to do this longer or long term or maybe wants to wind it down. I asked that because the rumor was that WrestleMania 41 could be in Minneapolis. Yep. Um, next year, not this, not this year, but the following year. So yeah. it's like, all right, could that be like the culmination of a Brock Lesnar career in your, in your kind of estimation? To me, in I, in theory, maybe slash yes, actually, no. I mean, okay. we thought he, I've given up on thinking when Brock will be done. I mean, he has been back now for over 11 years. He was with the company originally on the main roster for two fucking years, dude. He's been back right. now. I mean, say what you will part-time or whatever. I mean, he, he wrestles enough during the calendar year now where he's, I mean, he's a part-timer. Sure. He doesn't wrestle on TV. He never wrestles on TV basically, but so far this year alone, dude, he, I thought that I thought about this the other day. He has wrestled more this year than Roman fucking reigns. Dude. <laughs> he wrestled in the rumble chamber mania and backlash. Roman didn't wrestle backlash. Then here, uh, and he's wrestling yeah. the night of champions. The one time part-timer is now doing the full-time work now. Yeah, it's funny. And then it's Roman crazy. was like bitching and storyline about Brock being a part-timer, blah, 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 all those years ago. It, it, it's a cycle. But yeah. anyway, um, I, I don't think I've given up thinking, oh, he's done. Because you, you mentioned like the, the rumor around Mania was that that could be it. People thought Mania was it for him. And then he was back literally that fucking Monday. And mm-hmm. I don't mind Brock being around. I think the Brock babyface run specifically was one of the best parts of his career uh, when he came back as the cowboy Brock. And even the Roman stuff exceeded expectations. The Bobby stuff was decent, so. He's working with new people. Um, he's wrestling more matches. Again, he's not wrestling on TV, but that's whatever. Um, he's still a big attraction. Every time he comes out, say what you love about Brock and his booking or his matches. But, I mean, the guy's music hits, and, and he's already still one of the biggest stars on the show. That has yeah. not changed. Is he as much of an attraction now as he was five, six, seven years ago? No, but he's still a much bigger attraction than anyone else in that entire show. And as far as the Minneapolis thing, again, in theory, if we're booking it, then yes. The thing with Brock, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't want the storybook ending. This guy's last match, according to his own words with an interview, I think that he did with uh, Daniel Cormier a couple of years ago, or actually a couple months ago. Yeah. His last match was in COVID, was almost going to be in COVID at the Performance Center against Drew McIntyre, a four-minute squash against Drew. That would have been fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he would have come back when there were fans back regardless. This whole thing, I don't want to wrestle in front of no fans. I mean, he came back a year and a half. The first show back with fans, one of the first shows back, he wrestled on it. Or he was there. So, I mean, he was always going to come back regardless. But it sounded like he thought he was done, which is why he grew the hair out and shit. 
Um, that was probably the closest we came to a Brock retirement. Not that he's never going to retire. He obviously will, but he's still what mid forties. I mean, we have people on the roster older than him still going at it actively. Yeah. He'll be around for another several years. He works a style to where he can afford to be around for a number more years. Cause he doesn't do anything to his body as far as wrestling this wicked style. He's in there for a couple of minutes. They give him fresh opponents, does his thing, puts people over. He's putting over a lot of people too. It's not like he's putting nobody over. So Brock, Brock will be here. I think for another, I could say max five years, if not longer than that. Um, he could be brought in for, I mean, Sting's fucking 60 something. He's still in age working work and matches. You know what I mean? That's so, right. Um, Minneapolis would be nice. You can even go into the hall of fame there. Maybe I don't see that happening. Brock, if the money's nice and they keep offering him big time deals, he will keep coming back. As long as the money's there, Brock will sign that fucking contract ASAP. As long as the clutch <laughs> As long as the check clears, exactly. Last question, for real. Last question. Uh, do you think they ride this Cody-Brock story through SummerSlam, or do you think it's a wrap at Night of Champions? I feel like Brock's going to get one up on him to be like a 1-1 kind of thing, and yep. then maybe stretch it to SummerSlam. What do you think? I could see that. Um I would, I would wrap it up at Saudi. I mean, I'm glad they kept it pack, past backlash. People thought it'd be a one and done. I feel like Cody and Brock is such a big match because there's, again, you don't want to run through Brock matches every month, like a new opponent every month, because then it's going to get, you know, you don't want to run through every every potential opponent he has so quickly yeah. unless he's wrapping up soon, like we said, which he's probably not. Um, I would wrap it up here. I think it'd be cool if Cody went 2-0 against Brock. Like, I don't think anyone's ever beaten Brock and not lost eventually. Like, even Goldberg went 2-0 against Brock. In consecutive matches in 04 and 2016, but he still lost to Brock later on. I yeah. think it'd be pretty cool if Cody went 2 0 and that was it. Um, and Cody won more decisively at the pay per view. If they have Brock one of this next one, they do a rubber match, that's fine. I understand you got to drag things out. I mean, again, ideally for me, like I said earlier, I would have Cody win money in the bank and then announce it ahead of time, do it at SummerSlam, then he wins the belt there. He goes to SmackDown. Cool. I don't think that's going to happen. If it doesn't happen and it probably won't, then stretching this out might make the most sense. Oh, people may not like that. I mean, it would help if Brock even explained why he's attacking Cody in the first place. They have not said shit as to why this feud is even technically happening. Because like you Brock's said, end. Brock don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck, I guess. It's just, it's, it's just silly. They don't just put much effort like into this. Yeah, I guess so. He just felt like it. I wish he would say that, though. Yeah, right. Um, But anyway, yeah, I could see the stretching out. I think it. if I had to guess, gun to head, probably it will. Um, I would not do that personally. I would just end it at this next one and then have Cody move on to the title again. Mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is probably more likely, though. All right. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, fan-sided, Daily DDT. Find him on social media at WrestleRant. Go ahead and check out the, the the dope articles he's written over the past and currently uh, for what he does. Also, find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find a podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music. And for social clips on YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, also on TikTok at 2 Out of 3 Falls Pod. Graham Matthews, my man, always really appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to the next one. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. All right.